0: This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit DharmaOcean.org to find out more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this talk, Caroline discusses the true nature of reality, the Dharmakaya, that we experience when we rest in the space of the lower belly, in the practice of yin breathing. She says that this space is open, free, and not constrained by conditioned parts. This talk was given at the 2016 The Body Loves Retreat held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming Awakening the Body Retreat, please visit our program calendar at DharmaOcean.org.
1: Everything starts from the unconditioned awareness. Everything comes forth from the unconditioned awareness. And everything returns to the unconditioned awareness. In all of the somatic meditation, we need to remember that and to just keep coming back to it. And that's what we were doing with yin breathing yesterday. We were connecting with that vast, unconditioned space. And that space also has some energy but we spent most of our time connecting with the space there. And uh, there's another, a number of ways that we've talked about that space in the last day and a half, I guess. We've called it the absolute space, the Dharmakaya. We've called it the basic witness, the groundless ground maybe. What else have we called it? Anyone? Right? Yes, it is the space of the lower Dantian, the fundamental space of the lower Dantian. So it's all the same. And um, one point that came up this morning is energy arises from that space. And it's often hard for us to distinguish between the space and the energy. And we spend a lot of time here distinguishing but also working with both aspects. And I want to do that a little bit more today, but I particularly want to work with the space or the Unconditioned Awareness aspect, which we'll do through yin breathing again. And that space is free and independent of everything. And that space can't get overwhelmed or overtaken. That space cannot get sort of derailed by the content of our experience. And that's why we keep coming back to that space. And it's... We also talked this morning about a part of me. And how, um, I think it's worth underscoring, I know that Reggie's talked about it a couple of times, and I think you've talked about it in the groups, but when when material arises, and we say, a part of me feels yucky, dirty, unlovable, whatever it may be, we often tend to think that the part of me that doesn't feel like that is another relative part. A part of me (coughs) feels completely unlovable because my mother always told me no one would ever love me. But there's a part of me who knows that there are a couple of people who kind of love me. So there's that side of a part of me. But what a part of me also does is it reconnects us with the basic space. It's a bit of a reminder. Oh, there's this unconditioned part of me. This absolute part of me that doesn't get messed around by anything, or with anything. So I think when we use the a part of me language, which actually I personally, and and Reggie too, have found extraordinarily helpful, it's really wonderful if we can remember the two levels of it. The relative, ordinary human life level. All the parts of me that don't feel like that horrible part as well as, oh, there's a part of me that has nothing, that's just open, that's completely aware. Nothing can sully that part. The Buddha nature, that's another term we might have used. Right, Rigpa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yin breathing is one of our simplest and most accessible ways of going there, and there are many other ways. We did the central channel, or we worked a little bit with the central channel yesterday, which of course is another powerful way. And then much of, uh, I think what you're referring to, much of Vajrayana practice is really working with that space, also called the natural state. But we're, you know, we're starting it from day one here, because it's necessary. If we are truly to love, our bodies love ourselves as well as others. We have to start from that space. Oh, another another thing, I think, as you may have noticed, um, we have a sort of perfect storm for insomnia around here. <laughs> and it's partly just being here, you know, the altitude the extraordinarily low humidity, which is particularly low these past few days, um, as well as the material that's coming up, um, even if it's not yet coming into consciousness. It um, makes it very hard to sleep for many, many people. In fact, I watched the moon, the moon set this morning. It was incredibly beautiful as it's almost full. I see a few nods where other people watching the moon set. Um, And, insomnia is a very wonderful teacher, in a lot of ways. There's a couple of things. One is, and one person said this at lunchtime, you know, I couldn't, I really couldn't sleep last night, and uh, so my mind's not working. Well, that's wonderful. (laughs) If you don't have to drive a car, or operate heavy machinery, (laughs) as they say. Um, But it is wonderful, and there are many practices, mostly in Asia, I think. I haven't heard of that many people doing it um, in the West, but it probably happens, where deliberately you practice and practice and practice all day and you don't sleep and you get yourself into a state of utter exhaustion and you're still practicing. Um, You're practicing and you're doing walking meditation and sitting meditation and sometimes the walking meditation is just so that you don't sort of fall over. But that state is very, very powerful because you kind of give up your managerial ego. Because you have to. You're so like when you're jet lagged, you're so exhausted that you can't really, you know, keep it going and keep your all your normal things going. So you kind of give it up. And I know all of us, or many of us, and you know, Reggie and I have this back and forth all the time where we hang on to the fact that we've got to sleep or we won't be okay. And in this kind of environment, we've slowly learned to kind of give that up. Of course we need sleep, and our bodies need to renew themselves, but there can be a lot found through insomnia. And one thing to do with insomnia, to explore it further, is to do yin breathing, because that reconnects us with the space. And yin breathing on the sort of ultimate level that we've been talking about, it reconnects us with the basic space, even if it takes a very long time. And on the relative level, there's tremendous peace that can be found in that practice. I don't know if you've experienced that, but a tremendous sense of peace and healing. And certain practice sessions you may experience more of the peace and the healing on the relative side. And other practice sessions you may really just go right into the the open space, the cosmic womb. So we're going to do that as a preliminary in a few minutes. And I think there's just one other thing I'd like to bring up. And that is, when um, we're guiding a meditation, whether it's Reggie or me, or when you're listening to tapes at home, um, follow your thread, follow the thread of your own body. Often we think, even you know, not very consciously, that we should follow the guidance so we don't miss anything or so that we go to the places we're being led. But the most important thing of all is that you follow your body. And if you have to tune me out because something really is happening with you, do that. And that's always the priority. I mean, it's like the practice we have that's called the somatic descent. How many of you are familiar with that? lot of people. So it's like doing a somatic descent, perhaps without so many steps, but the basic essence of the somatic descent. A guided meditation begins to take you off on on your own journey and uh, helps you touch into something that's going on for you. And it's not so deliberate like asking a question, but something needs to happen with you sometimes during a guided meditation and just go with that go with that and do whatever you need to do. Turn off the tape if you're at home, or just kind of turn us off.
0: To listen to more of Reggie and Caroline's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats and online programs, and explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your journey with somatic meditation, please visit DharmaOcean.org. music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album, Tibet, Cry of the Snow Lion.